0: You're listening to Mesearch, a podcast featuring Filipino perspectives.
1: In this show, we talk to trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses in the community to find out more about what they do.
0: Join us as we learn and get to the bottom of things. Stay tuned. Hey, Dustin.
1: Hey, Crystal. Hey, everybody. I mean, hey, Mesearchers.
0: Um... Ma, are we you like so that? 2000 and late? Because We're we so 2000 were. and late.
1: <laughs> yeah. So before we started recording, before we hit record um, for this podcast, the idea occurred to us like maybe we should have been calling ourselves and or our listeners researchers because the episode, I mean, this this podcast is a play on the word research. And if researchers is a word, to reference the people who do that work, to, who do the researching, why can't mm-hmm. the people who do the me searching be called the me searchers?
0: Exactly.
1: So you know, we'll tr- we'll throw that ar- we'll bat it around and see how it goes. You know, if it feels yeah. natural, it feels natural and it will stick. But it it might also be just one of those things we try out today, and you might not hear in uh, the subsequent episodes like ever again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or this episode at all.
1: I know. We'll I mean see. if it's a to if it's total trash, you won't ever hear this episode. But if it's great, you'll hear all of this commentary.
0: <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. 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 Uh, Clearly.
1: So in this episode. We kind of want to talk about uh, the art of acting and theater and performing and improv, just because these have been recurring topics for both uh, Crystal and myself. And yeah, we thought it would be fun to just chat more about that. Um, Before we get into a little fun activity, can you give our listeners who are... Oh, actually, one more thing to call out. We are... Streaming live on the Kumu app. So if you haven't downloaded Kumu, check it out. It's uh, for Filipinos. You know, it's because I'm out of breath. I like had to walk up the stairs to get to this, uh, to get to my computer. So I'm just
0: (laughs) doing my best.
1: Uh, So this is the top social media app in the Philippines for Filipinos by Filipinos. For Filipinos across the diaspora to... Build and maintain community. And that is what we are doing here. And we s- want to say thank you to everyone who is tuning in live on the mobile. And <laughs> uh, hello and thank you to everyone listening on the Spotify. So, um, yeah.
0: Or wherever you, were gonna say you something. Listen.
1: Or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Where do where else do people listen?
0: Let us know if we didn't mention what you listen to, because I'm truly curious. <laughs> yeah, or I can just open up the Anchor uh, website and look at our account.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, that's true. Also, I, I use Anchor often to like upload these, but I don't explore as often as I should. So. Maybe that's a homework assignment for later.
0: Yeah. Anyway, before we
1: get into this fun activity, since, uh, Crystal, you are the expert in the field of theater, acting, and performing, Mm -hmm. uh, between the two of us anyway, Uh, and you do have a master's in fine arts um, in theater. Is that the appropriate um, emphasis area or title of degree? MFA in acting? Acting. Mm -hmm. Acting. Can you give our listeners a little spiel about like the kinds of expertise you have or like experiences you've had like in in acting um so to build the context as to like um your experience and knowledge in the area
0: yeah yes i'm I'm loving your
1: bang moment everybody <laughs> who isn't listen, or if yeah if you're if you can't see if you're not watching you're this live like bro crystals and bangs are popping they're missing, banging
0: yeah they're banging it is a sight to see if you could only see uh let's try can to you see this. i look like one of those like puppies or or pups <laughs> with like all the hair like all over their eyes
1: yeah it's like how can they see <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you okay there? Like, do you need us to carry you? <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to move it out. I need to cut my bangs, so we're just going to move them to the side and do a little uh, curtain bang moment mm. for this evening. Um, But, yeah, you missed out on that moment, everyone, because, yeah, again, purely audible here, <laughs> unless yeah. you're on Kumulab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, let's see where, where to begin. Um, so I got my bachelor's in acting. I start, okay, let's, let where shall I start? Thank you, okay. Christian Wild Thought.
1: <laughs> let, let, let me, let me start the foundation and then you can build off. So Crystal has her BA mm-hmm. in acting from CSU Dominguez Hills. Um, uh-huh. did some theater work community college and also at the university and also in community theater. Um, And then eventually got her MFA. Um, Maybe start at the MFA. I feel like you have a lot more, a lot of interesting stories come from that particular experience and like. Yes. Beyond. So like, let's start at the MFA.
0: Okay. So Cal arts, if uh, folks are not familiar with Cal arts, it is one of the, Um, the best schools, (laughs) the best art schools in, in the nation. Um, and I had the privilege of being chosen to be part of a 12 person ensemble. Um, a 12 person class for, for my, um, master's degree program. Um, and a lot of my training is based in, um, what is this called <laughs> it's it's um cal arts is a ve- a very experimental avant-garde uh kind of art school and that is definitely infused into how we learn um it is a lot of movement based work um so don't expect a cal arts actor to be acting from the neck up it is a full-body experience, and um, our movement work is based in Grotowski work, um, which I will not get into that because that's a lot, but go look that up. Uh CalArts is based in that uh, movement work. Uh, we do a lot of voice work, so we had to learn how to use our breath, and we explored uh, a couple different... um approaches to our voice work such as link later so link later is a very specific acting voicey kind of situation um also look that up there's just like a lot of things and of course as an actor um for me personally i don't believe that there's like one way to approach the work um i believe in trying to learn all the different kinds of approaches and theories into how to be the best actor and put that into your tool belt tool belt and take it out as needed when you need it um because you are taking on a whole complete human being soul and to honor a character or a person's soul is is A lot. It is a full body experience, and that is also why I really appreciated my program, because it's not just like what, like just what you think, or the movement of it all, and like it's just a very holistic way of looking at the art. And I, I still definitely believe in that, Um, and I'm grateful for it and it takes a lot of unlearning a lot of things for yourself because in honor to in, in order to also honor characters and the work and like the people that you are trying to portray you have to let go a lot you have to let go of a lot of things that you think you know about people and what the human experiences and um recognizing what your um your state is as well and i think that was like the most breaking experience <laughs> um in my life because it, it's a lot of facing a lot of things as a human
1: mm. what what do you think is like the one of the most memorable experiences either from that program or, or like after graduation? (sighs)
0: Jeez. The most memorable.
1: Or something you're proud Um,
0: of. Oh, I mean, there's, there's a lot. I'm, I'm just proud one that I got through the program because it was grueling Um, working from 8am until 11pm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just doing classes doing the work is a lot Um, but I think one of the most memorable experiences was probably um, being in directing lab with my ensemble our first year um, with the two directors who were um, invited to the masters in directing program so we had to collaborate with them and we had to collaborate with each other and we were split into two, two casts and had to work with uh one of the directors and I got to work with Scarlett Kim and she is amazing and she is someone to look out for for sure. She is a profound Korean um theater director, theater maker. Um, right now she's working for the, um, Oregon Shakespeare Festival, which is a very big deal if you are an actor or a theater maker. And she is doing her thing. Um, but we created or we devised a piece for our final, <coughs> um, at the end of our first year called Me, Myself, and I. And it was, I think I briefly talked about this last episode, but it's, it was pretty much, Just like one huge piece of social commentary about like the American dream and what it means to be, I guess, existing in this space coming from all of these different perspectives in the cast, including Scarlett. Um, and it, it was really interesting because my ensemble came from all over the world. Um, like one of my really, really good friends who came out of the program in my year, uh, Carolina Vargas, uh, check her out. Also amazing. Um, she was also my partner for our showcase scene when we graduated.
1: Aww.
0: Um, yeah, um, she, uh, Whatchamacallit. She was in that, and she's from Chile. So there was like this piece about like the the elections in Chile at the time when they were trying to get this new uh, leader into the presidential seat. Um, yeah, it was it was just like a really really interesting piece. Uh, you know, I brought in my Teddy Ruxpin, and it was it, it was like a very immersive piece. Like we brought people in at the be- very beginning of the piece. And uh, we all had specific stories that we were telling these people who are our audience members, um, very specific childhood memories. And um, and we would be in the middle of telling the story and then we would go to another person. So they're kind of like, "What? what just happened here? <laughs> you were in the middle of telling me Like this story about how your Lola would, or your Lola is making you chicken satanghon and then you left me and now I'm in the middle. And we had, so I had to start my story where I left off to another person. So, it's also, like, this idea of, like, what is memories. It's just, like, a whole clusterfuck of, like, all these different things about, like, the human experience, being American, the American dream. Um, like, what it means to be, like, here as, like, another, as a person from, like, another country. It was It was just a lot. And I think it might be online somewhere.
1: Ooh, everybody go look it up. Be.
0: I don't know if Scarlett posted it but I I actually would like to see it myself. And I think <sighs> it, I think it's there. I don't remember, but um I think that was one of my favorite moments in grad school because it was completely created from um every single person on the ensemble and Scarlett and It was all very, very personal. And it really dug deep into how our personal lives are truly affected by um, all of these social constructs. And um, yeah, it was just like a really fascinating, fascinating piece to be part of.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I think aside from clusterfuck, the word that (laughs) stood out to me when you were talking about that was like immersive experience. And I feel like from all of the stories that you've told me from your acting um, educational journey, uh, it's been very much like an experience, an immersive experience. Like you're all of a sudden walking in a room and it's like, where the hell am I? Like I feel like there, there have been stories where you describe moments like that. I'm like, wow, this is like a wild experience. So I think yes. like what reminds me what reminds me of like moments like that is just this idea of like playing around. So,
0: yes. yes. I love I like, love
1: the activity. idea of you just having so much fun. Like the idea of acting and getting to to perform and play with other people. It just yes. se- seems like such a such a cool thing and I think adults don't allow themselves to play enough whether or not they are in a a role that is, like, stereotypically creative. Like, if you are in a stereotypically professional role, you should still find opportunities opportunities to find play and to find joy and to, like, interact yes. with people and think outside of the box.
0: Yes, absolutely. I truly, I don't know what happened to us as people. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Society's messed did- up, you know? Huh? Society's just messed up that way.
0: It is. It is. It's like, why are we so concerned about acting so boring?
1: <laughs> why so serious? No, I, why? I, that is a question I ask myself often because I grapple with this idea. And this is something that I've talked to you about and something that I've mentioned in the podcast, but like this idea of being professional. Why do we have to be that? The idea of, like, the traditional conceptualization of what it means to be a professional. Man, is that not interesting.
0: (laughs) It's so not interesting, and it is uh, just a means of conforming, and it's, like, keeping your head down and shutting up. And it's, like, ugh, also, why... Why is it so bad and so weird or so unorthodox to get excited about things?
1: Yeah. Enthusiasm is lacking in the workplace sometimes.
0: Yeah. And just in general, it's like I feel like adults are so afraid to be excited about things they're excited about and to express that excitement. It's like- cool man
1: like i think it has to do well at least my initial thought um to rationalize that not to say that it's like justified but like i think what people are afraid of is being uh shamed for expressing joy in something that other people think is like trivial or frivolous
0: but what makes something trivial or frivolous to someone
1: that is the like, question. And
0: why?
1: <laughs> that's, the, that's the question I feel like let's pose to the audience. If y'all can just like mull over that, let us know what you think. Or if you're yes. in this, uh, if you're in this Kumu live with us, uh, which by the way, thank you again, Christian Wild Thought for hanging out with us. Um, Mr. Mike Sberto here, top fan as well. Uh, M. Ba'ala, M. Balman. I'm sure I said that incorrectly, but thank you so much for being here. Uh, Benji Roxy thank you all for for joining um yeah think about that for a little bit let's switch gears let's switch gears now one thing that I like super duper appreciate about Crystal Tugati is like one again like your willingness to play and be silly and to express and to be creative um But you introduced me to, like, theater games. And one thing that (laughs) I've recently gotten into, which I spoke briefly about about in the previous episode, was that I'm enrolled in improv classes through the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is, like, pretty top-notch in terms of, like, prestige. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow. I, like, definitely spent money on this. But it's, like, a great investment because um, I already feel much more at ease about just like my ability to show up and like trust that I have the right thing to say. Yeah. So in improv, I want to try this game with you, Crystal, and I okay. think it might be fun for the show, but, um, <laughs> one game improv game that we played in my last class. And I wish I had a, had the specific name for it. Um, but I'm going to call it convincing fake facts or like (laughs) debating fake facts, but essentially you are assigned a fake fact and your role or your job as the improv person, the, uh, improviser is to convince the audience that that fact, that that fake fact is in fact a fact. (laughs) So the facts could be very, very, uh, the fake facts could be very simple Um, like convince me that the moon is made out of cheese, convince me that blue is the only color Convince me that there are actually 27 letters in the alphabet, things like that, things of that nature. And then you have to convincingly deliver your position, like your point that in fact, what is untrue is actually true. (laughs) <laughs> do you kind of get the gist of the, the rules and yes. expectations there? Okay. Yes. Shall we try it out?
0: Yeah. Should we ask the audience if there is a suggestion?
1: Yeah. So if you're if you're uh, in the live, in the Kumu live, uh, give us some fake facts to debate and we will be happy to do that. In the meantime, um, maybe we can give some examples or like demos
0: yeah and then people can hop
1: in sure um do you want to give me a fake fact or do you want me to give you a fake fact
0: i'll give you a fake fact
1: okay so give me a fake fact and then if you can like just just like try to time 60 seconds and i'll try to continue speaking without interruption for that duration of time okay okay
0: blue cheese is only cultivated on the evenings of blue moons.
1: Blue cheese is cultivated only on the evenings of blue moons. And that is true because everybody knows that it's in the encyclopedias. Um, and if you don't, if you don't believe that I challenge you to do your own research. Um, I have read numerous studies about the blue moon Um the blue cheese and there's this scholarly article, this peer reviewed Mm -hmm. scholarly article (laughs) um, called moonology of the cheese (laughs) um, in which we, in, in which the scholars discuss that very phenomenon of blue cheese being cultivated on the blue moon. And it has to do with the gravitational pulls um, with regards to the distance that uh, the moon is from the earth. And blue cheese only becomes blue because of the magnetic pull pull and gravitational pull due to, you know, the, the energies emitted from the moon when it is a blue moon.
0: Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I had no idea. This entire time I was like, they were getting blue cheese every day of the week. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is that is that is actually false <laughs> so oh and scene okay so that's the game very
0: good <laughs> thanks i tried my best <laughs> what a um,
1: bullshitter <laughs> I, you know I do, I do it every day i do it every day <laughs> It's improv is my life to be honest it's like oh you know i kind of get it you know i'm Aren't natural. we all just
0: in one big improv scene?
1: You know, that's so true because the the saying, the old adage, is you know, <laughs> you know, life is a stage and we're all playing a role in just trying to figure shit out. Yeah, like we really are still. improving our way through through life. Yeah. Um, so there is a suggestion in the audience. <sighs> Thank you, Mr. Mike. Um, oh God,
0: this one's hard. So,
1: All right, so Crystal, I would like for you to please explain to me why sour isn't a real taste or flavor, and in fact, it's all in our minds.
0: Sour isn't a real taste or flavor because there is a specific connection from our mind to our taste buds that have been scientifically researched specifically in the 1990s when the Warheads phenomenon was in full effect. And we all remember Warheads candies, right? If we don't, or if you were not part of that generation, Warhead candy was a absolute sensational (laughs) sense. Sensational, um <laughs> sensational uh candy um that 90s kids really loved so it it was this round candy and it had a little bit of sugar and on the um wrapper there was this little cartoon face and uh this cartoon face had like um smoke coming out of its ears and like a really puckered face because it, the candy was so, so sour. But you know, one day when I was having actually a warhead, I actually thought about this, but I was like, no, I'm just, it's just in my mind. I had a warhead candy and, um, it just wasn't sour that day. And I was like, huh, this is supposed to be a phenomenon. This is supposed to be the candy of all candies that say this. Sour feeling is true, but alas, it was only a feeling. Um, because actually, um, they say that our taste buds can taste sweet, sour, salty, and Oh, I can't remember the other one. <laughs> but, but Sour is one of them. However, in the 90s, there was a gentleman named, a young gentleman named Um Lito Save. <laughs> and Lito Save um went to the... ER, he went to the ER one day and because he was so, he used to eat warheads every day until, until one day, um, he took, he took a warhead and he, all he tasted was sweet. And so he told his mom, like, Hey mom, I think I need to go to the ER because suddenly my taste buds, are not working and I can't taste the sourness from this candy. So they went to the ER and immediately there was this, like by happenstance, there was this taste specialist doctor there. And so they invited him to the ER room of Lito Sabe. And... um. And, um, so, so this was just like, just out of this world. Like, why are you not tasting this sourness from this sour candy? So after, to make a long story short, after years of research on Lito Save, um, they discovered that there is a disconnect between our, our brains and our taste buds. Um, which there is like a wiring that happens that makes us think that it is sour, but actually it's just sweet. But our hearts want it to just be sour because our hearts are so, um, socialized to think the worst of things. So we want it to be sour. (laughs) (laughs) we want it to be sour but actually it's sweet (laughs) and that is why um sour isn't a real taste or flavor
1: (laughs) it's a feeling
0: it's a feeling (laughs) great job
1: great job a round of applause from the folks if you're in the chat throw up some clap emojis some applause emojis (laughs)
0: Thanks for believing it, darling. Um, yes, <laughs> Lito Save. Lito Save. You know why? I was literally looking at delete and save on my garage band. Oh <laughs> I'm, my like- <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'm like, delete and save. I'm like, mm, Lito Save.
1: <laughs> that was good. I- I'm very impressed with your ability to continue talking. <laughs> i feel like that's truly a skill i remember taking a a speech class like a a public speaking class um in college and i i think i had like um a gap of like 30 seconds of silence (laughs) and that is that shit is terrifying because it's like when you don't know what to say and literally people are just waiting for you to say the next thing um that that it that's hard to get over. I feel like that's probably the norm when it comes to public speaking. And, yes. And for you to be able to continue talking <laughs> nonstop for the full duration of time um, on a topic that obviously is like you know nothing about because it doesn't even exist. It's not real. Um, yeah. Props, dude. Props.
0: <laughs> Thank props. you. You know, it's a lot of just yes-anding yourself. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like, we are really trying to convince ourselves out here. And I feel like we need to do more of that in just our regular lives. Like, (laughs) convince ourselves that things are real. Nothing is real. Nothing is real. Nothing (laughs) is real. (laughs) So, like, also,
0: if nothing is real, like, fuck everything. But also, not really, because we're actually trying to do some legit research
1: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) like, (laughs) like important things (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah. things are real but a lot of like why we do the things that we do are based in yes ending something (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah convincing ourselves that like traditions have rationales when really it's just like that's how things happen to have been done but there's no real like meaning or purpose people just do it yeah uh, and that's the me search side of things folks when we <laughs> get down into the criticalness of uh the silliness of life um thank you for indulging me in playing a little improv game i need practice I outside of class so that was fun
0: yes so do i yeah. so do i i think um Coming out of of my graduate program, uh-huh. specifically as an actor, there, I will admit, there is, like, this kind of entitlement feeling that immediately after graduating, I should be, like, a full-time working actor. But that's mm. not the way of the world. <laughs> you know, it's, like, fair game once you get out. Um And I forgot what I was going to say. Well, speaking
1: of that, like the business side, the logistic sides of actually like hustling to get the work. One thing that I wanted to make sure that we talked about today, considering um, it would be cool if I had an opportunity to, you know, put myself out there for fun things in the acting world. Are there websites um, that you might suggest for any like upcoming actor or for anybody who's like interested in the biz? Like. What are some websites to put yourself on to?
0: Um, Actors access for sure. Casting networks. Um, And uh, backstage. Um, Depending on like your status, if you have an agent or whatnot, um, these fees can be waived. But mm-hmm. you do have to pay for actors' access and casting network, I think, oh, yeah, yeah, for actors' access, I believe there's like a a yearly thing that you can pay, or you can pay per thing that you submit for. Um,
1: so what do these websites do are are they like databases for roles or like opportunities to audition for, or are they like to get representation in some way?
0: Yeah. So, um, it is not a place to find representation, really. I think maybe sometimes agencies will post that they're, um, looking for talent. However, it is, um, mostly a place where casting directors post, um, their current calls for commercials, TV shows, industrials, um, even live shows, um, <clears throat> live shows I think are a little bit more on backstage, but I haven't been on backstage lately. Um, And I haven't looked on the sites. Um, I I don't look at the sites as much as I used to because my agent looks at it for me and tells me like, oh, you're going to get called for this or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, if you are starting out um, and I know that it is challenging and it is confusing and it's like, how do you even start? But Um, everyone has start somewhere, um, definitely get on those sites. Um, it is an investment in yourself. So I know that, you know, you might have to be, if you have to pinch pennies for this, like to, for this, uh, membership for these sites, I understand it's hard, but it is a good investment. Um, I have found work through these sites, um, specifically, uh, theater jobs um so yeah and I was part of a theater company for a a brief moment through finding a um a call uh, for them when they were looking for talent so definitely check those out um and advice to myself as well even though I do have an agent it's always good to look at the calls um okay so like question
1: about the agency thing or like the agent, because I think that's one area of confusion that perhaps people who are new to the biz will will. It, I guess that part is unclear for folks who are new to the biz. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, yeah. do you need to have an agent to submit yourself to stuff, or can you submit yourself to things and be successful at it without having an agent? You can um,
0: submit yourself to some things because mm. some of those calls will not get through to the general public and will just go straight to like what the agents can see um mm. so some calls you may not see um and some of these calls are also very like union specific as well so okay. um if you are not part of the union if you're not sag or whatever there's a possibility or a good possibility that you might not even get called or seen for it. Um, And that's like the hard part of it all. It's like, well, how can I get seen if I'm not SAG? <laughs> yeah. Um, but there are ways to that, which is a whole nother conversation. Um, so the agent will work with you to um get you calls into the room. Um, mm. specific calls that maybe you may not see or can see as well. Um, <clears throat> and it's also something I'm also learning is like their relationship to casting directors are also important. So, um, that is also helpful. The net networking aspect of it through the agent. Um, because like, you know, if the casting director, uh, knows that a cast or an agent has um delivered on like consistent um talent or whatever they'll and they have a relationship, they'll probably look at like the agents that they know and mm. their clients, so that's also a thing um <clears throat> also a manager is someone you can and or don't need to have, but I think that. A manager is helpful in that they will help steer you in the way that you need to go to and also work in tandem with your agent. um, Do you have an agent and a manager? I only have an agent right now.
1: So I do need to get a
0: manager and I would really love a manager. and um, Because I think that would be helpful to have an extra person on my side who can... Get to know me a little bit more personally mm-hmm. and um see what roles fit me, and I can fit many roles you I can so you can I need to get a manager
1: you know I was watching um the third <clears throat> season of you. Have you seen have you, you seen on seen Netflix? You. dude, there's an actress I can't remember her character's name, but it's like the goody two-shoes, like, gossip mom. And I was like, Crystal <laughs> could have played this role.
0: Yeah. Anyway. That's how I feel a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, but my like, time
0: will come, and I trust that it will. And um, something, I can't remember who told me this, but it's, you know, acting is, sometimes it's really not about the talent all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes it is, of course, clearly, because like, we're not going to keep watching like bad actors, (laughs) you know, um, but you know, it's like, you kind of just have to get in line and wait your turn (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you can have all the training in the world or you can have like a month of training or no training and, choose to decide it and it's really fair game for everybody and um that's what's exciting because i think at first i was kind of jaded about like well i got out of school and i should have a job but everyone is capable of telling a story and if you have the ability to um empathize and really learn about people and learn about their experiences and and really lean into what that could mean and also like love on yourself and love what you can, how you say things and what you say and what you do. I think if you can marry those two things together and like you want to be an actor and a performer or a storyteller in any kind of capacity, I think that is like the greatest combination and anyone can do that. I feel like anyone, just like how people say, like anyone can sing. Yeah. Um. You know, it it takes a little bit of like figuring. Anyone, out your anyone
1: can sing. Yeah, you just have to know what you're working with.
0: Yeah, Same and how to acting. practice
1: it. Cool. Yeah, and how okay, I have a selfish question. Open. Yeah, selfish, selfish question time. So, would you prioritize? A getting an agent or getting on the websites should I should I oh okay how do I get an agent
0: simultaneously (laughs) you um, need to get your headshots done if you Mm. need to look at them because they need to be like they need to have some specific things checked off like is there news in your eyeballs or do you have dead eyes Oh Dad! That I got
1: dead like, eyes. It's
0: all about the it's <laughs> Runaway, Kevin says, Yeah, you need to be squinting. <laughs> Ooh, okay, well. Um you,
1: I'll do my best.
0: <laughs> I think I'm squinting in my serious one. Like, yeah, you have to look like something is happening. Like
1: Yeah. <laughs> got it, got in it. In your okay, eyes. Okay, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have glazed eyes. And I remember the first like one of the first moments that I had to work on a scene at school, I was stopped immediately. Like your eyes are glazed. You have to be right in right away. You can't oh. ease into a scene. You just have to drop in. And I was like, oh God, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, what and like what does it mean to feel like your eyes are glazed? Like, I didn't even know what that even meant. Yeah. So I just just think of like America's next
1: top model. You got to get, you got to smise.
0: You got to and you like your brain has to be on. It just has to be Uh. on. Like if you, you just have to be thinking about what you, you are doing right, right now in the present. So if Uh. you walk in to a scene, it's like, What's happening in this world immediately? And how does my body react to it? So like in your headshots, like, let's say we're trying to do a headshot for um like, okay. So something I had to do in a, a class was like figure out what my type is. And mm-hmm. even though that's like super fucking annoying, like, uh, why does anyone have to have a type? You kind of have to just like fucking work the system like starting out. So, my type is like one of my types, one of my types is um the office coworker who makes the birthday cake for everyone, but everyone forgets who made the birthday cake and she's just kind of there just like happy birthday. <laughs>
1: what the f- why is that so specific?
0: I don't know, but that's what like- (laughs) But
1: that's helpful. That's
0: what happened in class. Yeah, it's like- Okay. Ooh, Runaway Kevin says, I watched Peter Hurley videos. He does good headshots. Good to know. Um, Yeah. So like I made a specific headshot for that character. So it was Mm. kind of like a, what am I thinking when I walk in- When everyone's like singing happy birthday, eating cake, but everyone has forgotten that I spent five hours making this homemade cake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Crystal smile right now. That demo is like spot on. Love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I think my, yeah, my headshot is more like this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so step one: get headshot. Get a headshot. Get headshots. Um, get on the apps, and then try to get an agent simultaneously.
0: Yes, and make a resume, and you have credits because you are with the philo- uh with philosophy, so you can put that there. Um, you can put your training there. Um, you can put me search there.
1: Mm. Um, I I kind of yeah. have a resume. Can I send it to you? Okay. To get feedback, yeah, yeah. please
0: send it over. Absolutely.
1: Yay! All right, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Oh we're man. over man, I have like no. It's fine. I have like a bajillion questions. Uh, but yes, we are a little over time. Uh, we'll have to end it here. But thank you to Crystal. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Hanging out, asking good questions, leaving some fire ass emojis and comments and gifts. Um yes. thank you for the hearts. And let's end with a positive affirmation, shall we? Uh do you have one, yes. Crystal?
0: Your inner child is enough.
1: Ooh. <laughs> so play. Go Ooh, play. Yes. Go play. Go play. Go play. All right. Mine is you have you have everything that is necessary to accomplish your deepest desires and that is it that is all uh all right so with that, thank you follow me search podcast add me search podcast on all of the social media things kumu instagram twitter uh I think that's That might be it. Follow Crystal Tugati at Crystal Tugati. Follow Dustin Domingo, me, at It's Dustin Dom on all of the social media. Um, And catch our podcast every Monday. We have episodes that launch on Spotify and or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Check it out. And we'll see you next time.
0: Bye.
1: Thanks for listening. MeSearch is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti.
0: Editing by Dustin Domingo. If you enjoy MeSearch, make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Also, make sure to check us out at MeSearchPodcast.com and follow us at Mee-search Podcast.
0: We're going to get to the bottom of things. This
1: is MeSearch, folks.